Hello and welcome to my podcast, Learn Reiki and Connect, and it's with me, Tracy Matthews. So this space is helping you to connect with the light within, awakening and remembering from deep inside, and it's always what we already know. So we're looking at the physical life through a lens that will enable us to see our truth and to understand and even translate what all this means, what our experiences mean. So we're here on a journey of remembering and our gifts and just seeing through the illusion of the the physical life. Because there's a part of you that knows why you're here. Now you might know this as your higher self. You might be extremely intuitive and you let that part guide you. You might know it as your inner voice, the bigger me or the soul. So whatever we know it or whatever label we put on it, it really is that part of you that navigates and it is connected to the universe and the cosmos. So when we get to Earth School here, this is a place where we live out our physical human life. And whilst we experience joy and happiness, we also experience the exact opposite. And that's when we get stuck, we get blocked, we get health issues and dealing with our mental health. So what this space is about is uncovering the energetic origin to a lot of what we are experiencing in our spiritual lives. So I'd encourage you to stay tuned because we are going to be looking at spiritual awakening. So a couple of points that we're going to look at, you know, is there a correlation between an awakening and our mental health? And what I mean by that is our spiritual awakening always a time of bliss and joy. And, you know, if we've stepped onto our spiritual path, you know, it could be anything but plain sailing and then we don't understand why we feel stuck lost and almost on survival mode so we're going to look well what can disrupt our well-being whilst we're going through our spiritual awakening and is there an even deeper meaning and a far wider meaning hiding under those feelings that can trigger you know, that slide in our in our mental health. So please don't go anywhere because we're going to be jumping in and we are going to be really looking now at uh, a spiritual awakening because do you know what? Everybody is different. I've come to appreciate that there is uh, different ways that we go through and can trigger that part in us where we begin to sort of wake up so um you know for some and and I must admit for me I didn't even have a label when I was going through mine in the in the 90s late 90s and early 2000 whereas now I think we've got a a, an awareness now where we can sort of understand oh it's this oh we're having what's called a spiritual awakening but what do they look like you know what do spiritual awakenings even mean for a person? 
So when we look at something like this, we need to go right back to that bit that we were just talking about there. That's the highest self, whatever label that you feel very comfortable with that. That's the core part of you. You know, that's that's where consciousness is. The bigger part, the soul. And that intuitively is leading us and navigating all of us through our lives. And when this part of us, or we become aware that there is this part of us, this begins a whole process of remembering. Now, I always refer it to remembering. It's, it's like because it's, it's already there. It's like it's nothing new. It's like we're going, ah, this makes sense. And it's almost like we're seeing through the matrix of the physical life. Because, you know, prior to being born, you had put in place certain experiences and lessons that would help you wake up and be aware of yourself and your path. And part of that plan is when you get here, is that you don't remember who you are, you know? And that's why this, the journey that we all have, it's so internal. It's, it's that cognizance from within, you know? And it's really interesting. Some have even put in place particular parts of the journey where they will definitely remember who they are and what they've come to do. So it's really amazing that each lifetime is a continuation and it's a meeting up again with other souls and uh, it's a far bigger and uh, much larger picture pertaining to our soul growth and evolution. Of course, when we're here in this present life, you know, there's only so much that we can remember and there's only so much that we are aware of. But as we start to go on in our spiritual journey, then there is just so much more than just being in this physical life now. So like I said, you know, awakenings are very different and personal for um, for everybody. But I've realised that, you know, with my work, working with many people over the years, that uh, this process of becoming aware and consciousness or awake has sort of like um, a couple of sort of like, how can I put it, sort of almost like set ways. It's like there are a few of them and I just want to run through them because just sort of see if you can relate with them. Or there might even be um, a few of these combined together. Because what I've realised and what I've found out is that some awakenings can be quite slow and incremental and that sort of might be kind of termed as spaced out um, with progression and growth and it's very natural and I and I would actually say it's not altogether marked as a massive spiritual all-knowing experience and that's why it can go undetected it's without a label it's actually through life you know through the experiences that this part evolves and the inner knowing and connection to your inner true self. Maybe that might resonate with you. Now, on the other hand, 
there are others that are very cognizant to who they are and they grow and develop and they kind of have an internal thing in them where they are here to either help through their personal lives or through their profession to help assist others and they're conscious and they even observe the human psyche and are very aware of uh, you know behavior and how intuitive that they sort of understand that and they connect to the higher self and see themselves and their own spirituality just through a much bigger lens now you might um kind of resonate with this next one where i've sort of seen that there are sometimes traumatic events or an experience that catalysts you into awakening because this has been a, a person that has been through something that's shaped them and what emerges is like a healer and you know on their path with a focus and a determination to do what they said that they would come here to do and accomplish it maybe that's something that uh has happened with yourself and you might relate to that now another um, area is for those that have perhaps if they haven't had a, a near-death experience and there's a lot of that um, on the internet which is uh, coined as um, NDEs is where a person actually dies and comes back with a changed perspective of the other side and this marks a person's spiritual awakening in a very big way, as you can appreciate. And if you've ever um, listened to their experiences, they are incredible. You know, when you hear and they talk about the white light, this source energy, I mean, it just makes you feel you actually know what they're talking about. And it's beautiful. So their awareness and their inner self and that connection of their soul and to the source or to God, whatever label, whichever feels comfortable for us. It's really incredible to witness and to, to listen. And, uh, you know, I like to listen to that definitely um, on YouTube. And it's really incredible. I just find it heartwarming. You know, that really is a really marked point in their physical lives. So sort of related to that, there are those that um, encounter a sudden awakening or even an out-of-body transformational experience. And that might be a blissful state of consciousness. You might have done a course or you might be doing a meditation or you might be somewhere, you know, where you're going to sort of um, connect, you know, or sort of on a journey and then you just all of a sudden have this beautiful experience you know that blissful state you know and that marks the line you know and uh that's sort of really quite a, a big part in your life of, of experiencing that side and i'm gonna add here that there might be those that have been on their spiritual journey and they've been in a very sort of um, 
blissful and going through the different sort of awarenesses and they then bring up the dark night of the soul which can be really unsettling during these intense experiences and anyone that's been through that they will have experienced such growth they might be quite horrible going through it but at the end of that learning experiences it's beautiful you know there'd have been something there that has you know been transformational that would have changed how you view and how you feel and how you move forward in your physical life. So do you identify with any of these? You know, perhaps you've had one of these experiences or a combination of them and you can sort of pick out little bits of what we've just been mentioning. One thing, whether it's happened progressively or it's been a, a sudden jump into, you know, um, or emerging from a traumatic experience. This is something which I found what most of us do have in common is what I refer to as hitting almost like a bump in the road. Now, what, that, what I mean by that and what that looks like, we get stuck. We get blocked. And we encounter situations or a shift that can leave us confused, lost, and, and even unfold some level of misalignment in our lives. Does that make sense to you? Has that ever actually happened to you? I know it's happened to me, and it can leave us really confused. This is the part where, we, if we could, we'd phone a friend, or we Google, or we tend to sort of look outside of ourselves because we know something's wrong we know something's off or we do the inner work and then we try and sort of find out what's going on so what's happening in these situations and what are some of these things that have created the roadblock you know in our lives so there are those who are what I call instantly know when anything happens like that. They instantly know that something isn't right. And whilst noticing that things are sort of spiring a little bit, we don't feel happy. We don't feel 100% right. And it affects our mental health. We start feeling low. And I always find that very interesting because that is when a person, I see them in my work, they reach out. They've realised that this is instigated by that intuitive part of themselves. You know, the higher self, that part of them that knows. I would almost say it's like a soul response from a person who has that inclination to connect back with source or sense that the higher self wants them to know something so that they can start to create maybe a change in their current situation so what kind of things then can affect a person's mental health or what are these things that we're talking about that sometimes that can sort of trigger us so 
this little bit is about what I would term as a what can disrupt a person's well-being because our mental health and our well-being you know is contributed or instigated by something that has led to that slide or sort of disrupts us now what I tend to do in my work is I use different modalities in my work and to sort of help a person to find out to get these answers. And what I've found is that there is normally something that's happened in the physical life then that produces these kind of uh, feelings. Now, these triggers normally have happened that has caused an effect on a person. And this is usually as a result of some level of trauma. And it's something that has led a person into disrupting a person's well-being, like we said. And that shifts that well-being into feeling low. You know, we know something isn't right and then things can escalate. You know, and this is a really important thing because... The key to this is that when something happens or triggers us or, or something goes on in our lives, what we tend to do, something that human nature does, is that we suppress it and don't talk about the event or something that's happened. And then because we've never talked about it or haven't even come to terms with it, that kind of pushes us on the edge, so to speak. And the effect or the, the symptoms, what we tend to do is that interim period is use some level of medication. And, uh, and what can happen is that it's never addressed and so we sort of stay in that state of never actually looking at what that trigger is. What has helped us to sort of slide in our mental health. So what sort of, you know, could start as something that we could have referred and talked to and looked at has become sort of more bigger, more deep-seated. And of course that leads to in an even deeper level of um, sadness. It increases our stress and our anxiety and we can even go into bouts of depression. So what are some of these kind of triggers? Now, some of these of what I've seen, and you have well probably experienced them, just like I have. And that's when we lose somebody we love. You know, we've done, we've, we, we've lost somebody, but we've never really come to terms with it. We've never talked about it, talked it through. And that becomes hidden and buried. And that can really disrupt our well-being. Maybe it's a traumatic event that has happened to you or a loved one. And that has affected you. You know, sometimes it is literally an illness. Our illness, you know, health just absolutely goes nosedives. Or there is a serious illness or issue. Or a life-changing accident 
which completely changes us. But it's never really dealt with, it's talked about. And we continue from that place and it changes us. It changes everything around us. It might be for some long-term stress, just continually being in that fight and flight is exhausting. And if you've ever experienced that, it's awful. You know, trying to sort of get through. It's really sort of um, literally a fight, flight. Or as I even say, sometimes there's a freeze where we just freeze and we don't know how to even get out of it. And over time, what that does, it really lowers our energy. For some, just sort of moving on a little bit, it could be abuse or neglect in childhood. And when we think that that happens when, when somebody is in those really tender years and that's never talked about and we carry that right through to adulthood and how that disrupts our level of peace and harmony within. So when we're looking at it, we're going through our spiritual awakening, like some of the things, it might be a sudden one, it might be as a result of going um, through a traumatic event. We can sort of see now it's, these are really sort of things that can change us in our lives. Loneliness or being in isolation. Look how that was when we went through lockdown, how some, for some people that was torture for those living on their own or for those that are, you know, without the, the lockdown experience, but that's their norm, that they're on their own and how that can lower our energy and disrupt our sense of well-being so that we get stuck, we don't feel right, Doesn't there's nothing happy, there's no happiness going on. We haven't come to terms with it. We haven't even acknowledged it. And this is something that I have found with the work that I do, that quite often we kind of continue on and on in the experience and, and the symptoms. But we forget what triggered us there. We forget what put us there. So these kind of situations affect us. And you might well be sort of thinking and relating to some of those for yourself. Because what that does, it keeps us from moving forward on our spiritual journey and in our awakening. If anything, it brings us to an absolute standstill on the path until we address it. So this also something else that I've encountered uh, a lot that comes from a place, but this is a little bit more subtle. This is more of a emotional and mental disquieting thoughts that I've seen from many that I've worked with. And these emotional and mental disquieting thoughts are often symptomatic of mental health it looks like that but it actually stems from a much deeper energetic root 
So we're just going to look at that now, this deeper energetic root, and see if you can relate to this, or you might know someone that has expressed this. Because like we said, there are those who are dealing with trauma. Something has triggered. Something's happened. We named them. We looked at just a few of them. But that affects us. That can actually bring us through a downward spiral. And then there are those with silent thoughts that are not necessarily due to something that's happening, but that come from really a deep inherent feeling or a longing or what I sort of like um, mention or probably coin as tinged with sadness. There's a longing there. And this is expressed as a deep feeling that they don't want to be here. That they don't feel at home on this planet. Normally from people like this, they're expressing that they don't fit in. Or they feel overwhelmed and it robs them of all the joy. And friends and family hearing this, especially when this comes from younger ones, can feel quite worried and almost be alarmed, especially when it comes from, like I said, younger ones or children. Because some on a daily basis are engulfed with these feelings and thoughts that have put them on the edge without any understanding of uh, a reason or why that they're even feeling like this. Where's this come from? What we tend to do in our world now, we put a label of mental health, we slap that label on, but it's what we're not seeing is why, what puts a person in that frame of, of uh that sense and that, that feeling. And I've seen this time and time again, where it's an empathetic sensitivity overload, which is actually um, a powerful gift of clairsentient. Now that empathic feeling is sort of, uh, kind of seemingly looks out of context. Because, well, what has that got to do with clairsentience? Well, it's the way that we perceive the world. I've actually done a podcast, which is clairsentience. Is it your gift? You might want to, once you've listened to this, have a listen to that. Because I really do go into that and explain that in much more detail. The thing is with clairsentient, it can seem completely out of context without any realisation or embracing this. You know, it can look on the outside and, and almost appear a social anxiety. And that can spiral and that goes into stress. And if, if it's we don't look after ourselves or we don't get to kind of really what's putting us there. It helps us to slide into that depressive state, that, that low mood. And you know what? Here's the thing. In these situations, the deep energetic root and sensitivity are completely overlooked. Because all the focus is on the symptoms without acknowledging 
for example, clairsentient as an intuitive psychic route and actually another untapped aspect of themselves. So that might be something that you might have to sit with. That might be something where there's a part of you, that intuition and your higher self just pings. And you know what that ping is? Something just goes, listen to that, or I need to find out more. So if that is something that you might think, that you might need to have a look, then please have a a look at that podcast. Is clairsentient your gift? Because with the work that I've um, shared and done with people over the years, those anxieties, those surface symptoms rather, have actually energetically come from a psychic place, an energetic root that once that has been addressed, Boy, it's changed their lives. It really has really changed things. And I've witnessed that transformation of many. And I'm going to say even my own. Because that was me. I went through a, a large portion of my life and I had no idea what was going on until I stepped onto my path and I realised and understood that the root and uh, managing, you know, this energetic aspect of ourselves actually can reduce and even eradicate these challenging situations and embrace the gift. I use my gift of clairsentient rather being overwhelmed, feeling absolutely on edge and that there's something wrong. So if that resonates, then please take a look at that podcast because I think that will be some really good stuff there to have a look at. So let's just continue now with, uh, you know, as we've been looking at, you know, just some of the symptoms that mental health, you know, is sort of like a label that's put on. But it really has a far wider meaning and a deeper root. And of course, when we step on our spiritual path we begin to realize we've got to look deeper we've got to look really at the very thing that we've been trying to suppress suppress or squash or a memory or we don't want to face is the thing that we need to go back and relook at and heal and look at it from a different perspective and of course a lot of this is a could well be and is often an indicator or a sign that that part of you, your soul, your higher self, wants you to get back on the path. And it's going to try and get your attention. (laughs) You know, when we step on our path, we don't want to sort of, sometimes we don't want to sort of go back and revisit, like I said. But then there is that part of the soul that needs or wants you to go back and look at it so some healing can take place. You know, in some of these areas that the higher self um, can help you focus is, and here it is again, meditation. You know, meditation is so powerful. 
getting into a meditative state so that we can hear the higher self. You know, how to move forward on the path. You know, once we connect with that path, that part of you will help you look at what needs, you know, to be healed. What's actually stopping you? What is it? So that you can address it and to move forward. And quite often that part when we are healing and when we're on our journey and we're sort of looking at why we're stuck and why our mental health and why we're feeling so low, sometimes we are shown some pattern or a cycle that requires change. Maybe, and I've seen this over and over again with others through the Akashic Records and also through the QHHT, Past Life Regression, that there is a pattern that they're not only doing and perpetuating that pattern in this life, but they did it in a previous life. Because we get stuck. We do what feels comfortable. And sometimes we're not conscious of it. But sometimes that part of us will show us the higher self, break the pattern. And then to do that, we just need to understand what that pattern is, become aware of it, cognizant. How does that look in the life that we've got now? So that we can change it. It also can remind a person of a situation that has impacted them so that they can start healing. So that process of healing now can start coming in. Looking at how that happened, the causes, so it can be released. And pinpoint and release what's stopping a person. Because you know that happens. We get stuck and we have no idea what it is that is keeping us stuck. And sometimes that part of intuition tells us or it just whispers. But we're so in the mix of the symptoms and trying to deal with it that we've often sort of miss, you know, just sort of kind of misled that or mistook that rather as that we go down this road, we go down this path. But in actual fact, we need to go back, pinpoint it so that we get clarity so that we can move forward. So... That might sort of sit with you and resonate because especially when we are on our path and sometimes we go through the part where we're doing a lot of spiritual stuff and then we go in the bit where we're living it. And then maybe you've just come across this podcast, you felt the desire to listen and maybe you're now increasing or you're coming out of a stuck period or a low period. And that part of you now wants to go and look See what it is that is causing that sadness, that lowness, that that low vibration, all that uh, mental intrusive thoughts or whatever it is that's going on for you. So something else that plays a major part in their own connection to that source energy is... um, meditation and using Reiki because Reiki is a method. 
It's a way that a person can raise their vibration. I teach the in-person courses and I have done since uh, 2017 and uh, been a practitioner for Reiki for, since 2011. And since teaching, I, I've, you know, there's been so many people that say, I just can't meditate, my mind is busy. And what they've realised when they've done that method, because it's a technique and a method that has been left behind in our consciousness for a reason. And when they do that technique, they then realise the beauty of how to meditate. And that might be something that you're struggling with. You just can't switch off the mind. So you might want to look at whether there's something local to you, depending on your area and where you are, a local um, teaching course, or you might want to jump onto the online courses. I've put two together and I work that the same way that I work with those in person, in person courses. So you might want to have a look at that. That's Reiki level one and Reiki level two. They are powerful techniques that will help you turn the mind down. Not only focusing and meditate, get into an alpha state, which incidentally you are doing unconsciously. And I explain that when we talk about that, when we go to sleep and when we wake up, we are going in and out of those frequencies. It's just that you're not conscious. You know, we do a lot that we're not conscious of. Our heart beats and we're not aware of it until we go, yeah, our heart is beating. And with that, and then tuning in to how you perceive the world and energy around you really makes a difference between laying there for half an hour and just struggling, trying to quieten the mind, monkeys trying to quieten the mind, to with a very clear intentional process and framework or method, however way we want to look at it, of connecting with source energy. That is powerful and will definitely help you connect to source and meditate and hear that part of you. Now, closely relating to that is that wonderful thing where we start to understand a little bit more about these energy wheels or the chakras as they're known as. These chakras have a language of their own and we just need to learn how to interpret the flow and the energy that's running through. You know, that's either too low or almost drained out. And how intuitively you'll be able to pick that up and to raise your vibration. And incidentally, when these energy centres are low, they impact us in the physical life. That will be one of the symptoms of feeling low. It looks like mental health, lowness. And that's when I see a person either for a Reiki session or they do the uh, Reiki course, or whether they do the online. This is where then you tune in to your power and they begin to realise and understand that there is so much, there's so much behind the symptoms that we deal with on a, on a daily basis. 
that actually has an energetic, much deeper root cause. So just in summary then, you know, we were looking at spiritual awakening and this is happening on our planet and it's a way to remember who we are, you know, our path and our purpose, what we're here to do. And there is a definite rise in mental health, indicating, you know, something much bigger is stemming from an energetic root. You know, it's a signal that something needs to be addressed in a person's life. So for you, that might mean that something's happened. It might be something traumatic that you've never looked at and you didn't realise that from then to now, that's been causing you a lot of worry, causing you a lot of heartache. It's actually been the time which you'd forgotten that's you've just gone downhill and feel very low and maybe that's the time to look at that and address it pinpoint it and heal it maybe you've been one of those that's been on your spiritual path for a little while you've got stuck got blocked that happened to me how do you get out of it you know and it's 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 really tough because that's the point where we start looking outside of ourselves. Whereas I have learnt for myself and I encourage others to remember to look within. Because we've actually got the answers. But how do we do that? Well, we looked at some of the things. One of the most biggest one is meditation. And if you're finding it a little bit difficult to meditate, you might want to look at the beautiful method that has been left behind in our consciousness and that is Reiki, connecting to the source energy. And I've seen many that have sat right in front of me or have done the online and said, I cannot meditate. And then after they've said, wow, yes, I can. So this is something we can do, but we just need to get quiet enough to hear our higher self. And that part of you will navigate. It will let you know what it is that needs to be looked at. What it is that's causing your mental health. When that stemmed from. And how to heal. And how to move forward in your spiritual awakening. And in your spiritual path. That if we ignore these signs... You know, that we stay stagnant, blocked, we're not dealing with it, we're just in this horrible space, we're sort of stuck, don't know how to move forward. It actually deepens and it results in those feelings of feeling lost, disconnected and unhappy until we eventually listen to that part of the higher self, the intuition, the soul, that part of you that will make the changes and move forward on, on your path. And do you know what? This is when real joy and happiness comes from within. Because once we move past and once we've managed to sort of understand what's causing our blockness, what's resulting in our decline of our mental health, we feel 
better. We get that clarity. It raises our vibration and we feel better. So I hope that's been of some help to you. Just where you are on your path. Where you are on your journey. So that you can move forward. So that if you are stuck, you know, the way forward is to really... (laughs) As they say, there is a saying, and I just really agree with it, the only way out is in. We can't find it from anywhere else. We can help each other along in the path. And I always say that to all the ones that come. You know, it's not the person that's doing it. It's really the person that's helping you remember. All changes, all moving forward comes from within comes from you but you know we are here on the journey together so I hope that's um, been helpful I hope you found that information of some use no matter where you are on your journey there's always a way forward so please tune in to the other podcasts the other ones which we're looking at hearing voices in your head that's not yours maybe that's something that's going on in your mental health You might be surprised at the energetic root of that. And I will be exploring and going into that a little bit more uh, deeply. So please stay tuned. Subscribe. And whatever platform you're on, whether it's YouTube or Spotify, wherever that you are, please subscribe. Tune in. Listen in. And if you'd like a little bit more information or you'd like to have a look at the online Reiki courses. I've actually put on there a free introduction and level one for free before you purchase the online course. You can do that no matter where you are on the globe. This method is incredible. It's the difference of between being conscious of your connection and meditating to really sort of dealing with the mind monkeys And really sort of struggling. So whatever feels right for you. Wherever that part of you is directing you. So do take care. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you. And if you have any comments or you want to reach out, please do. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you all soon. So take care and bye for now.